Welcome everyone to the Dawn of X podcast, the podcast where we talk about the newest books in the X-Men line. I'm your host, Nick, accompanied by some creepy guy molesting me with his eyes. Confirm? What? Confirm? Confirm. Confirm. Um, hey, you sexy motherfucker. You know who I am. I'm Josh. Woo-woo. So, <laughs> before, as usual now, our traditional side rant, before we get to all the goody X-Men stuff, What's let's up? talk about it. What last do you want to talk about? Last week, you mentioned that we were both marathoning the Zack Snyder DC Universe movies. I prefer and... to think of it as mainlining, but yes. <laughs> and fr- uh, Thursday came out the Snyder Cut. It did. I, I, I absolutely loved it. I watched it at night with my friend and my girlfriend, and we had a great time. There were so many DC things that like made me geek out. I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was a totally different movie than when Josh Whedon gave us. Um. And it made me actually dislike Josh Whedon even more <laughs> because he decided to edit out all the minorities. <laughs> there, there's that. There's that for yeah. sure. Um, I, I oh, also, agree. Before, before, before you talk, uh, go fuck yourself. Continue. Okay. <laughs> um, I agree that it is a better movie uh-huh. than the Joss Whedon one. Um, but I still do not think it is a good movie. <laughs> You're insane. You're absolutely insane. I. It is a messy fucking movie, man. He has four hours and he tries to do too much. Like you just said, he he crams all these DC things in there, but like it's too fucking much in one movie. He's trying to set up an entire fucking world, entire new characters that we're supposed to like care about, but they just pop in and then it's just back to talking about Superman again. It's like, how am I the fuck supposed to know about Barry Allen? How am I supposed to give a fuck about Aquaman? You just threw him at me and said, care about this motherfucker. Like, see, I, I don't agree on that. I, they, they I don't think they earned like you. Sorry, go ahead. Say, I talked over you. Oh, that's fine. Um, no, I'll say, I think when it comes to Aquaman, I agree because I think at the time they knew they were doing an Aquaman movie. So they gave you like a little bit, but Barry Allen, I think was actually decently developed. I thought Cyborg was, became like the heart of the movie kind of yes. in many ways. It's and so, Wonder I, Woman, I we already knew. Wonder Woman, we already knew. Yeah, that's And we right. already met and Superman, yeah. we met already. So that's I think right. other than like Aquaman, I think every other character was actually well-developed. You had, you had two villains that like almost indistinguishable to like a no. non, to like a non-DC person, like somebody who's coming in. I still say no. Stefan Wolf actually was a character in this. Also, movie. the fucking names. Oh my god, I forgot how much I hate DC character names. You got your oh. fucking. Ste- <laughs> you got your fucking Stefan Wolfs. You got your fucking fucking Martian. Sorry, you got fucking. I can't say the other ridiculous name. Yeah. Um, we well, can say Dark Side. Dark Side. Dark Side's a dumb fucking name. He's from a planet called Apocalypse. Like it's yeah. so oh yeah 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 the, cyclops is a cool name the, the fucking anti-life equation this motherfucker oh, is looking so for good. a math equation he's looking for it's a math so equation so the good. entire movie hinges on a fucking math equation it's oh, insane i fucking loved insane it. you know what's like, ridiculous in that sense then you know what's ridiculous thanos is a dumb name yes I'm looking for six stones is dumb yes Comics are dumb. Jack Kirby yeah. made both these things and I, they're stupid. And I agree with you, which is why I've been saying for years that they're making the movies too long. 
<laughs> comics are meant to be serialized. They're meant to be short because if you spend too much time with them, you see that they're fucking ridiculous. <laughs> In fairness, though, this was supposed to be two movies. And then when they brought it to HBO Max, it was going to be four episodes. That I did hear that at some point. Yeah. Like, Well, basically, I think it's because they didn't plan on um, releasing their new movies in conjunction with theaters. So originally, they were just going to make this four episodes, so you had to subscribe and stay subscribed. So he built this to actually make four episodes, not a full movie. Oh, I I saw that. Yeah, Yeah. his wonderful title cards. Did we need 13 minutes of an Icelandic folk song? What did that add? That's the one I don't like. You're right. That's the one that I will totally agree on. I don't like. Everything else I'm down with. Oh, God almighty. That's enough for now. Nick wins. So, um, <laughs> two fucking Nick, yes. X's. Yes. Nick, five X's. I fucking love every second of it. Anyway, um, speaking of X's and reviews, we have a review right now. You have to read it because my mouth is dry from all the fucking screaming about Justice League. I just did. Um, yes, we have a review from. Hello, Kamor. It's a fun X thing. I really enjoy this podcast. I think they have great banter. Thank you. I enjoy how easy it is to listen to. If you're an X-Men fan, this is a great podcast. Five stars. That's what we are talking about. Thank you, guys. We love it. Keep coming with the reviews. Either one star or five stars. Don't be a dick. Yes, thank you for that kind review. That was very sweet. I love, I, I love when people like just like to listen because they say stuff like it feels like they're hanging out with friends or like how people you know like that's that's really cool i like that well actually speaking of which um we've been talking about my youtube channel my mcu channel we were not you just you just started talking previous episodes we were talking about it (laughs) and i am no longer doing it for multiple (laughs) reasons yeah (laughs) no no there are multiple reasons why i'm not doing it anymore Uh, i uploaded one video what do you think happened? Marvel took that shit down. Yes. I got a copyright strike yep. when all I did was use pictures. Yeah. And also I use a picture from Waterworld because I like to throw in references to bad movies. Yeah, so I throw in like no rules in Waterworld and stuff <laughs> like that. And I got copyright strike. But also I realized like I, do, I like doing my, my Power Ranger YouTube channel because it's more like a niche kind of thing. I can be more relaxed, but I don't like being scripted. I don't like having this kind of thing planned out it doesn't feel like me i like a setting like we have here where we can just talk about it if i had a co-host that would be a little different but for myself i actually didn't like it yeah. and also i have to worry about copyright strikes because disney no one's mm-hmm. copyright striking my uh power ranger videos yeah no yeah that, it, that's not happening what's the and company name for power rangers again I hasbro it used to be saban but Saban's that's what sold, i was thinking yeah they that. sold it to hasbro oh and, and also i'm rededicating myself to writing I wrote a whole chapter this week. Nice. Yeah. I'm, I want to focus more on my uh, novel making ability. See how that works out. So anyone out there has any connections to the uh, book world, hit me up. Um, but yeah, so that's what, that's my update. So if you cool. do want to see me on YouTube and see my beautiful face, you can go to the Black Ranger review on YouTube and watch me geek out about anything related to the Power Rangers or Japanese tokusatsu. And his face is beautiful. So you should definitely go subscribe. Shiny head hairy jaw it, it honestly it looks like his head's upside down <laughs> <laughs> nope that's fair i'm not gonna argue with that that's fair. <laughs> i just thought of that 
I've never thought of it until you just said, like, pointed it out. I was like, wait, that's the opposite. Play, are you doing it backwards? So, yeah, that's what's going on. So, guys, let's get into it. Today, we are talking about Hellions number 10, X Men number 18, Wolverine number 10, and Children of the Atom number one. Let's get right into it. All right. We're starting with Hellions number 10. Uh, as usual, Hellions is just a fun and funny book. Uh, last issue, we found out Mastermind in Arcade kidnapped the gang, and especially Mrs. Sinister. And we open up with this amazing back and forth between Sinister and Arcade, where he constantly is saying confirm. And Sinister's like, what the hell is going on? Why are you molesting me at your eyes? Confirm. <laughs> he looks like Chucky, confirm. Yeah. And we find out he's doing this because he has forced Mastermind to work with him because his daughter is being held captive. But to make sure Mastermind isn't doing anything tricky, someone else far away is watching or recording what's happening and is verifying what Arcade is seeing is real. That is honestly one of the most clever things I've seen with Arcade and Mastermind in like forever, really. Like yeah. that's pretty that's pretty fucking cool. It totally makes sense. Like it's stupid and makes sense at the same time because he has to keep saying confirm. Yes. And, like, sister is getting more annoyed that he keeps saying confirm. Yes. That's I like it's a really smart idea that can also be used comically, which this book wants to do. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's that's I I mad props. Yeah. And like just seeing Sinister say stuff like, What are you doing? You sound insane. Well, yeah. when in Rome. <laughs> yeah. And like the part where the guy says, "Should I confirm?" No, don't, don't. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> so yeah, stuff like that is really great. Um, so what's happening to the rest of the gang while Master well, Arcade is torturing Sinister? Um, Psylocke is with her daughter in a peaceful world, but also being stalked by a different version of Psylocke. With weird these, eyes. Yeah, these are like realities, or these are things that mastermind yeah. is making them think they're doing yeah fake realities by mastermind um gray crow is in it looks like vietnam was he a vietnam or just war it's just supposed to be just random I, I hope it's just war because if it's vietnam like he looks fucking good <laughs> <laughs> he's doing pretty good but like everyone's telling him he did a good job and he's happy mm-hmm. um we have empath being a child and like these are i was a little confused by this one like these are kids he tortured I think it's just meant to represent and like many people that he's tortured with his his power, like just through the years. You know what I mean? We have Wild Child beating up Wolverine <laughs> and Sabretooth to kind of like show his dominance. And like, I fucking like love this one so much. I it's love great. the because it's like his fantasy, you know. And I I love the part like after he attacks Sabretooth, Wolverine's in his mind. Wolverine says, "Oh hell no, it's Wild Child." The big dog. <laughs> Roman Reigns music kicks in. I fucking cracked up, man. Uh, we have a nanny and orphan in a world where nanny has all her weird kids and she's so happy. And then orphan maker has two nannies taking care of him and he's happy. Yeah. And then we cut. Oh, and then uh, Havoc, Havoc is with Madeline Pryor having a nice little romantic time which leads to one of my favorite parts of the book (laughs) yes which leads to uh, a panning out of havoc making out with a robot and sinister just like do we have to watch this (laughs) like 
this is getting really weird even like when sinister is the voice of reason in a room man shit has gone fucking sideways (laughs) so we arcade reveals that he wants uh sinister's cloning technology which is kind of a theme lately with these story arcs where it's always about sinister's cloning yes so i wonder if that's going to play something major like near the end of the series whenever it's going to end well I mean, I, I get it's also could be referencing what happens, you know, that we saw in like, what was it? Powers of X or whatever. Oh, yeah, true. So Chimera is what I was the word I was looking for. Yeah. So Sinister immediately agrees and says, yeah. And then Arcade's is like, OK, 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 let's pretend you didn't say yes. And then continues torturing him. It's crazy, man. Like he fucking just like starts performing dental procedures on him like a psychopath. Now, before we get <laughs> before we get to what's happening to the rest of the gang again, I need to talk about Arcade's uh, email he sent out to the coworkers. Oh my god. Okay, yes, I forgot. This about is that. some of the best shit. While no employee should ever look me directly in the eye, some of you have taken such extreme that you I feel ignored. I'm the ma- I am the master of life and death, not a friendly ghost. <laughs> Oh my god. I may suggest a cocked head tilted downward like a submissive dog acknowledging my presence. Jesus <laughs> while, fucking Christ. While straying from eye contact. This will keep me happy and you safe from loyalty protocols. <laughs> I'm not going to go over all of them. My favorite one easily. When I say I'm furious I'm going to scissor kick you in the throat. <laughs> This is not an invitation for you to stay per- this is an invitation for you to stay perfectly still while I scissor kick you in the throat. This is not an invitation to flinch or dodge said scissor kick <laughs> and put me in great physical risk. Jesus Christ. Oh he's God. he's like holding these people hostage though, man. Yeah. Like that's insane. This is amazing. I fucking couldn't stop laughing. Like when it said continues on page two, I was excited to read another page. Yeah. <laughs> this thing's like, oh man. They got me. So now the illusions that the rest of the Hellions are in are going dark. Psylocke realized something's wrong because she asked her daughter, what's her name? Other than sweetness. And I guess because no one knows her daughter's name, I'm assuming. That's the problem. She doesn't know her own daughter's name, yeah. Yeah. Uh, she realizes it's all fake and then she's attacked by an evil version of Psylocke and kind of wakes up John. She starts to, yeah, she starts to wake up John and they, I think arcade or mastermind notice. So that's why they make it like hardcore now to break that lock. Yes. So John sees he's actually (laughs) shooting the other Marauders, right? Yeah. And then we cut to, the rest of the children are representing people that represent people that empath has hurt are now attacking empath and he's he still looks like a child and then uh, wild child's getting attacked by wolverine Sabretooth, and i don't remember the name of this other character i don't like, either I don't like either. i recognize it i, I want to say it's an alternate or a different clone of wolverine but honestly i, I don't remember. i honestly don't recognize that person that that person i do i just can't fucking remember uh, we have Madeline Pryor kind of making Havoc a slave. Uh, we have all those children with Nanny and Orphan Maker now attacking them, and they're all getting fucked up. And basically, Arcade says, 
yeah, I, you could have said yes, but now I'm going to like make you want that. I'm going to make you beg to help me. That's what my torture is for. And then he says it's time to play. Cue Triple H music. Yeah, no, it was a uh, it was both an incredibly funny and incredibly dark. Book. Yeah, it's really weird the balance of it. In this yeah, book. I it, gave it, it five X's. I gave it I gave it five X's too, man. Uh, again, this book is nailing it. Like every issue, like it's yeah. really creative what they're doing with the characters, but stays true to the characters. Like um, sometimes in Marvel movies, I have an issue where everyone's quipping. Yeah, when everyone's quipping. We mentioned it before with the X Factor book. When everyone's quipping, they don't feel as unique anymore. And this book, everyone has a certain sense of humor, but they still feel like their own characters. Yes, and I really enjoy and appreciate that. Yeah, I do too. It's it's a it's a really good it's a really good book, especially because I didn't have any expectations for it. You know, like, so I it I, it makes me like it that much more. So next up, we have X Men number eighteen by Hickman, where the team finally comes out of the vault which is what it was advertised as but they didn't this is when they got do they the do they come out of the vault what the fuck happens in this book i am so mad I'm i am very confused about all of this vault stuff i am so fucking mad i was so looking forward to this book and like if i knew for sure that x-men 19 would fucking tell me more then i i would love this book but that's I what I wanted to ask you. If like how much we want to bet that next issue has nothing to do with this. I assume it's not going to because it's never, it's never been a continuous story. So like I'm if I have to wait another fucking year to figure out what the fuck is happening to Sink and, and Wolverine and Darwin, I'm gonna be fucking mad. Yeah. I I'm really, I really like this story. I love the children of the vault. While you're talking, I, I'm gonna look up what this uh the solicitation of the next issue is. Okay, you do that. So yeah. uh, all right, so the the plot, the best I can describe is we see <laughs> we see what happens when our the, the people I just mentioned enter the vault, which we saw happen, I believe, exactly a year ago. I um, believe so, yeah. So it but it also opens with, I believe, some uh, like a human expe- expedition also in in South America where the vault is built into the old sentinel mold from the Grant Morrison run. But oh, anyway, oh, well. Issue 19, I think, is a continuation because I'm showing Josh the cover right now. Okay. It's um, wash, it's washed out. I can't see it. Okay. Well, basically, it's the people that they were fighting in the vault. Oh, okay. So I hope that means they're actually in it. It says characters are Wolverine, Darwin. Yeah, I think it's a continuation. Oh, well, that's going to really change my X rating on this then. <laughs> um, okay. So I'm also going to change my attitude now as I read about it. <laughs> or as I as I talk about it. All right. So the gang enters the vault, and when they get into the vault, they see that it's basically like this incredibly sprawling techno city looking thing. And immediately Darwin uh evolves an ability to like scan for life form and, and hear things. And because Sync can manipulate whatever powers, he starts doing the same, and they're able to basically start scanning for life figuring out everything like they could literally just stay there and figure out everything they wanted yeah about book works for it (laughs) yes but wolverine points out no that's not the only thing we're here for and you know it let's go (laughs) like so like they head off into the vault and as 
as they do, we cut to a data page and, and I just want to take a minute with this data page because <laughs> of where it's happening in the story. So it's a, it's a post-resurrection analysis of sync by Cecilia Reyes. And it, it basically, okay. So he was resurrected at some point. Was it, is this something now? Like, so he died in the vault or did this happen another time? You know what I mean? Like, I was honestly really confused by this issue, to be honest. <laughs> okay, so I, I'm based on my reading, I'm going to assume he dies in the vault. And once they bring him back, he now has like slightly more evolved powers. And but they're but they're not saying that's because of the vault. They, they're saying that because we're bringing back mature mutant minds and consciousnesses into young bodies that the power <clears throat> the power is actually amplified because the mind and consciousness knows how to truly harness that power now where the body at that age like that young of like being born like didn't so like it's they are like more powerful now because they have basically have even though they look the same age their bodies are like days old you know what i mean yeah. like but I, there's also I, insinuating that this is him narrating what happened after. But, yes. And so we also th- we that- saw that we kind of have one page of him waking up and then narrating, honestly. I know. Yeah. So <laughs> sync is the narrator of their journey into the vault. When they enter the vault, they start going into the, the center of the city. They, they know that's where they need to go to find these children of the vault. That's also where um, I forget her name. Serafina, I believe. Yeah. Serafina. Mm-hmm. Um, has to upload what she discovered while visiting the real world. And the basically the, the vault is a sentient computer that is amplifying these, these techno organic kids powers. And like, they're all like connected through highly evolved nanotechnologies. That's basically what the vault is. And so because of this, they're like all aware. So they know that the X-Men are coming and the other children of the vault are then activated, I assume. I think is what they were saying, basically. I think and, so. <laughs> yeah. And because of the threat level increases or what or what the city perceives as a threat increase, they also it amplifies all of their powers too. It like basically like a role-playing game. Like they were like level twos but now they're level threes and so like their powers are a little bit more um evolved as well and so they have a big showdown with our gang uh the gang wins i mean (laughs) they 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 kick their asses because i mean it's hard not to you know what i mean like it's it's hard to beat these three people yeah it's the whole point of the team was they can't die exactly like you, they amplify each other heal each other yeah adapt with each other like yeah you can't I mean, really do anything you, you can't beat this team it's like like the perfect fucking team it's insane yeah. um sync also discovers that he can now mimic non-mutant powers yeah, and he go. and he mimics the power of one of the children of the vault which is to set things on fire and he just burns the rest of the motherfuckers and one one of the children survives. She's kind of like, I, I don't remember her name, but she's basically looks like a mix between Polaris and Gwen Stacy. Um, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. 
And she is distraught at seeing her friends or family perish. The fact that the city is pretty much not defended. And yeah. so she basically just, I think, kills herself too, blows up. Oh, like she has like this, like the movie Akira level explosion, <laughs> which it looks just like that too. Yeah. Um, just well, she's like Nitro. Color. She's like the she's like the mutant Nitro, who his power was just blowing up. He was the oh, one yeah, okay. from Civil War. Okay. Caused it basically. Yeah. 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 So, oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's basically what happens, and that's where we end. And we get a reference about the uh, murder no man law. Yeah. How also, we have to be flexible because they aren't human, and there's ways around that law for people like in the X Force. Yeah. So, but yeah. I, I, I think it's insinuating like we're willing to kill all these people if it's going to protect us, essentially. Yeah, as long as they're not human, they don't give a yeah. shit. And the children, and the children, are, like yeah, the the post data page was basically the um, the council agreeing that the three of them that they sent in were allowed to kill the children of the vault, and they would not face any repercussions. Yeah, whatever it costs. Yeah, you're not going to be thrown into a pit. So I originally gave it two. I would give it two two to three stars. I would say mm-hmm. originally. But knowing that there's a 19 will be a continuation, I'm moving her up to five because I really fucking love these characters and I like what we're building with. I would go with uh, three three and a half X's. Just because I wasn't saying about you, I didn't think there was a continuation. I was like, man, this is going to suck when next week's about like the old ladies again. (laughs) It's going to happen. Yeah, that yeah, that's where I was at too. I'm like, God damn it! If next week is just those two islands fucking again, I'm gonna be so. <laughs> so now we're getting on to Wolverine number ten. Now, Josh, what did I text you when I told you I finished the issue? Oh, I don't remember. Something like I fucking. I just said ug. Oh, ug. Okay. Oh, I, just I think ug because it. this issue, this book is so inconsistent. And like, not because it's like where it's good and it's bad. It's more like it's bad. It's okay. It's bad. Yeah. And like the character motivations don't make sense and they switch back and forth. And basically last issue, Wolverine was at an auction where the auction off basically Marvel relics, which I don't like that either because they're items that only mean something to readers of Marvel, not people in that universe. Not necessarily. If you have a pistol from the Punisher, is that really a big deal? Yeah, he's like a folk hero in that world. You know what I mean? But like, these are bad guys. Why would a bad guy care if I had the gun of the Punisher? Because if you like, killed the Punisher and took his gun, because they're like underground, like they're basically like selling it for like other collect. They're just gonna like make more money off of it. Like they're just collectors. They're just crazy collectors. You know what I mean? Like probably somebody in there wants to kill Frank Castle with his own pistol. You know what I mean? Like okay, that's fair, I guess. But also, I, I, I 100% believe there's like a, a whole secondary market in the Marvel universe of like people who collect scraps from these characters. You know what I mean? Like, well, there is a similar thing in um, Scott Snyder's first Batman story for DC. True. Um, when uh, Dick Grayson was Batman, he found a whole underground black market group and they were auctioning off the crowbar that killed Jason Todd. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. So he wasn't happy about that. So that's a, that's the only thing I could think of that's similar. Yeah. But they purposely auction off stuff that hurt heroes, mm. which I like. I like that aspect. But this just yeah. felt like 
for all you Marvel fans in this universe of Marvel, you know, I took it. I took it more of like a a scene from James Bond, you know, like they the, all the underground bad guys are there bidding on like illegal goods. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. basically what what it was. Um, so we have Wolverine and Maverick trying to fight their way out of this uh, underground auction. And Wolverine kind of saying, hey, listen, you're still kind of waking up. You were mind wiped. I got your back, okay? And he's like, all right, cool, I trust you. And they're fighting their way out of the building and the CIA woman shoots the guy who was the main uh, auctioneer. That's yep, the word? I think that's yeah. the word, yeah. Um, and she also takes Wolverine's hand. The, Damn right the one she was being does. auctioned off. <laughs> Damn right she does. Dolores don't fuck around. Yeah. Um, as Maverick and Wolverine escape, Wolverine's like, well, because they're in Ma- I totally forgot they're in Madripoor, which we're going to see soon in Falcon Winter Soldier. Um, and they're telling them how, all right, when we leave, there's a Krakoan gate we can get to. And Maverick's like, I don't really care about the whole Krakoan thing. Like, that's not my, really my vibe. Let's just go leave with other mercenaries. And Wolverine's like, all right, cool, I guess. So in the meantime, the CIA woman's talking to her director. Her name is Dolores Ramirez. She's the ex-desk. Come on, show her some respect. <laughs> She is the entirety of the X desk. You remember those fun quips in, in Marauders that like the person was reporting and we didn't know who it was. That's her. When did we find that out? Oh, we didn't know. I remember. Yeah. She yeah, got yeah. the storm, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so you respect Dolores. Dolores and her big brown eyes. <laughs> Dolores is uh, plotting something, obviously. Yeah, she uh, is. It seems like her boss isn't happy about it going a little awry. She's like, well, Wolverine was there and shit got bad, basically. He's like, he's an agent of chaos, she called him. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, all right, whatever. So in the meantime, Wolverine's talking with all these mercenaries saying, hey, this is how we do things. We're our own boss, blah, blah, blah. Which none of us explains how he was captured and then mind wiped, but whatever. We're not going to exactly. talk about Like, you're so fucking, you're doing great. How the fuck did you just get set up for auction? Yeah, so let's ignore that, I guess. And then he's trying to tell him, like, well, come back to Krakow. It's pretty good. And he's like, really, Wolverine? You're going to drink the Kool-Aid with that shit? Like, yeah. he's like, yeah, it's actually pretty good there. So he's like, how about you do a mission with us? And he's just like, all right, cool. Yeah. What? What? Dumbest fucking thing in the world. That was ridiculous. Now he's like, all right, get me another beer. Let's do a mission. Like, weren't you fighting to not be this person anymore? Yeah. Wasn't that the whole point of you being on Krakoa? He does. He's a fucking addict. And then, like, there's just the idea of, like, oh, you're not really happy. Yes, he is. He lives on the moon and bangs Gene and Scott whenever he wants. Yeah, he's yeah. happy. I mean, he's happy. But is he fulfilled? <sighs> so they. this is the one interesting part where they go into this uh, warehouse full of different Again, Marvel items, but however you want to view it, but they're Marvel items. And then he opens up a Team X crate and then closes it immediately and then burns it. Yeah. I didn't miss anything, right? He didn't say what it was. Nope. Yeah, so something in there was messed up and he closed it right away. So I I do wonder what the fuck that was. I also wonder why his secret mercenary gear needs to hide his mutton chops. (laughs) That's what gives him away. Yeah, not the weird hair that no one else has. Not the pointy hair. Yeah, not him and Norman Osborn are pretty fucking obvious when you see them in comics. God, uh, <laughs> that Osborn hair. So then we have uh, Wolverine taking Maverick to Kokoa, and he's like, "Come on, bro, check it out. Pretty nice here." And he's like, "No, I'm not feeling it." And it cuts to 
uh, Dolores and Maverick talking and basically him agreeing to work for her because he cares about the money. He doesn't care about loyalty to his mutant brethren, you know, like this is what he cares about money. Yeah. I read that again, this is another issue where what in different hands, all the all the ingredients are there, but it doesn't cook right. Yeah. It does. They're and, trying and... to shove a story that we it's like they're shoving a story that they decide not to give us parts of. Kind of. Yeah, a little bit. Um, I also the art really bothers. Like it, I like the art. It's like it's really good. It's okay. and I like I like the play with the panels, but it's hard to read an entire book with like in extreme close-ups. Well, like, like it's weird. If you go to the page where Wolverine takes some to Krakoa, that's a good layout of panels with a background. But then, like the next one with the blank background doesn't yeah, that's, work for me. That's, that's just weird. like a the stall painting. Like what? Like yeah. Image. Like if because even see in one of the pictures, she's blowing her coffee. The yeah. smoke should be like swirling around, filling in the void. Why is it just yeah, a that, void? Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. But the thing I'm the thing I was most focused on with the art in this issue is just every scene was like a close up. Every battle was a close up. Like even the even the pages that showed the entire scene you know like the, like a landscape page yeah they hide like the all the frames were highlighted very in close-ups <laughs> this is what's too much yeah um yeah i gave it like two x's i gave it i didn't even rate it in my app <laughs> i i gave it one star i don't know what's going on with this series but it needs to pick it up or it might be our first book that we're like all right peace <laughs> dude i might drop this shit man Oh, I, I'll happily because since you're you're reading Excalibur, I'll happily be the only one reading it for a bit. And if it gets right. bad, it might be our first book that we just totally axe. No, we both. All right, I'm gonna drop it. I'm gonna yeah, take go. it off my subscribe list. You can drop it. All right. It's All right. not. It's not doing anything for me. No, I gave it saying. ten whole issues. Yeah, that's that's a fair amount to be like. You better get good in ten issues. And like, yeah. there have been bright spots, and then like, it loses itself immediately. One thousand percent. Like, yeah. it's another one where like the story just that like the x-men book where the stories never connect that one's like okay because there are multiple stories going on with different characters this one is like the stories don't connect but it's like it's all about wolverine how is not like what yeah exactly like, like how why are, are we, we jumping around so much in one person's life <laughs> like what the fuck is he doing like how is he even on krakoa if he's in this book and x-force and like He's, he's the busiest man on Krakoa. Yes. So next up, we have children, the long-awaited Children of the Atom number one. So I, right now, right off the bat, I'm going to give a little disclaimer. We're going to get into a lot of, in some people's eyes, dicey topics about transgender and different beliefs people might have when it comes to that situation. And if you don't want to hear my opinion or Josh's opinion about it, hey, that's cool. Totally get it. We're not trying to offend anyone with our beliefs. We respect everyone fully, and we're just going to give our opinions on that kind of uh, topic. So if you just want to listen to our opinion of the issue and then dip out, that's totally cool. We love you guys. It's all good. But we're gonna we're, we're open. We're honest. I don't mute myself for anyone. I can be an asshole sometimes. It's fine. It's me. Whatever. So can Josh. But I'm just giving that fair warning, uh, a broad fair warning for everyone. Is that fair, Josh? That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Like right. I, I guess the other the other thing to keep in mind, I think what you alluded to is we are both aware that we are 
cis heterosexual men and we don't yeah. we don't know the lived experiences of the the writer of this book is a non-binary person so uh we don't know that lived experience we're just giving our opinion and our 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 takes on the book and and then i guess i guess we're going to talk about other shit yeah <laughs> i'm just trying to get ready before anything gets attacked by us um but yes yeah, so this is the first issue of children adam josh take it away okay so i have been super fucking excited for this book i i love vita ayala's writing yes she's very uh, they are very good yes and, and like i've really really enjoyed new mutants now that they're on there like i know that you are not liking mixed. that that they um what mixed on new mutants like i like yeah, aspects yeah. of it yeah, yeah. it's still but, good but they also did one of our favorite and i don't even remember what the the, the title was issue. now but that storm issue of whatever was that marauder i yes i want to say during exosaurus but it was fantastic yeah like one of the best books since dawn of x you know what i mean like yeah. just phenomenal so love love vita's writing not a big fan of this book <laughs> um yeah i don't know um so it opens with some depowered bad guy mutants attacking a bank doing some kind of bad guy shit like yeah they lost their powers during m day yeah, yeah yeah um and so they are confronted by a group of of young x-men of young cosplaying x-men well can i tell you i figured out the twist like in the second page oh yeah 100 okay yeah, that, which yeah, is yeah. Me. okay yeah. no, no no this was this was not a very well-kept secret yeah in the end you know what i mean like it, it was it was pretty heavy-handed i would say if they if if they were trying to make it a bigger reveal i don't think they did a great job yeah um but anyway they uh so these cosplaying x-men we'll call them basically are big fans of cyclops gambit angel night crawler and i don't know who the other ones are maybe yeah i'm not totally sure i think maybe they maybe that that person's just his own man you know yeah but um anyway so they get into a, a fight they they try to stop the bank robbery it's not the most well executed plans but these are literal teenagers these are like they look and act like what the original x-men were supposed to look and act like back in like 1960 but they didn't they still act like adults because stan lee was writing them um yeah. but anyway so eventually they win we see that they all have kind of similar powers to x-men that we're familiar with like i mentioned like the angel character has angel type wings and like almost looks like archangel but also has like a havoc kind of sonic boom power as well um the one who's cosplaying the one who wants to be nightcrawler can bamf everywhere and even says bamf out loud at one point and his name is daycrawler and her name is his name is daycrawler uh there's a gambit one i like her i, I really like the gambit one um actually i do too i think that's the one i like the most yeah the she's group. the she's the character i'm liking the most and also the character design i like the most yeah um and then we have i did i already mention the cyclops fan and then we have yes. a cyclops fan okay yeah Named Cyclop Lass, I believe. Cyclop, Cyclop Lass. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's very, really fan fictiony names. Yeah. Um, 
they eventually win. It doesn't go great, but they win and they get out of Dodge before um, the authorities arrive. The next we see of these heroes, like I said, they got out of Dodge, but they didn't go very far because they are then greeted by Pixie, Magma, and Maggot, who come through a gate and we're like, yo, dudes, we saw you take down these motherfuckers. That's pretty cool. Like you weren't great at it, but you got you got some skills. You know what I mean? Like they they were impressed, but not like clearly they need learning. So they keep asking them to come to Krakoa. They're like, come on, come to Krakoa. You don't need to stay here. You know, we can just implement every school thing in your brain when you come through, which honestly, not a great selling point. It's It's not. Yeah, it's weird. Kind of freaky, Magma. Like kind of freaky. I thought the same thing. Like, okay, so you're bringing them with the experience of like being at school with children and also bringing them with the experience of learning because you can just download it. Like, That's a weird flex. Yeah. Yeah. A little weird. Um, But the, the, our, our kid heroes decline. They say, no, no, we got school. We got other stuff. And it's all very sheepish and sheepish and nervous, uh, like immediately giving away. Yeah. They can't go through the gates. Um, so, yeah. yeah. That's so the, that's the first thing I thought. Like, oh, so they're not mutants. Okay. I see what they're doing. Exactly. Like, that's like the first thing I thought when they said, oh, we don't 100%. Know. And I should mention too, since, since we're going to talk about it at the end, the narrator is the Cyclops one whose name I, I forget um but buddy buddy yeah yeah buddy um and along the way buddy is narrating it in in a way to make you suggest that they she i'm not i'm not sure i don't think we did we get i felt like this character is written as non-binary i feel like buddy particular is written as non-binary that's That's i I got that impression but i i didn't yeah so i'm gonna say they because i don't know so that's the safest way to go um so buddy's the narrator along the way they are narrating it in such a way to make you think it's like a teenager coming of age realizing you're a mutant power it's all about i've always felt i've always felt different i've always felt like an outsider i've always felt like i don't belong and then i saw the x-men in the longest fucking uh gymnasium comic book scene ever but yes continue way too fucking long. way too it's, the, long. it's the snyder cut of gymnasium <laughs> scenes. i knew i fucking knew just now you're gonna say that. um sorry vita that was that was mean that was mean to vita um oh nick is so mad at me right now. <laughs> <laughs> so um so they're narrating it and, and the reader I think is supposed to believe that they are saying they they have realized they were a mutant when they saw the X-Men and that's why they've become obsessed with the X-Men. We the other part of our story is the actual X-Men, like playing pool and uh basically saying, shouldn't we go like talk to those kids? They're like dressing like us and solving crimes and basically being us, like we can make it better for them. Like, let's go talk to them. And Cyclops is like, no, I don't want to. Wolverine's like, we gotta go get those kids. <laughs> like, Wolverine wants to kidnap the kids. I think. Um, Storm what? is like, yeah, go ahead. Storm is like, we just need to talk to him. Gene is also like, we need to talk to him. And like, it's Nightcrawler and Cyclops that are like, let them do their thing. Let like, them make their own mind up. Let them yeah. let them make their decisions. So like, right there, and this is a very long scene again to drive home the yeah. message of long fucking scenes but it's driving home that message of these are basically parents talking about okay well 
it, we have to let them make their own decisions or we have to like let them discover who they are we can't interfere with that yeah. or we can't we can't put our beliefs onto them as they go through this you know like it's very yeah. much like a a debate that parents would have of children of trans lgbt or, yeah, yeah yeah i would assume yeah i mean it's a conversation i've had so um so yeah that's basically that scene we cut back to the gymnasium scene from hell <laughs> <laughs> like the longest buffy scene ever that's um, exactly what i was thinking i'm like did this is someone trying to be oh 100 trying to be josh whedon <laughs> like this is 100 a, a a buffy thing i think or like meant in that vein yeah. also i want to take a second to shout out that vita named the school that they attend the corbeau high school or whatever it is um corbeau was like a back in like the mid 80s early 90s during the claremont run there oh, okay. was a professor named i forget what oh, that the sailor guy was. was it the sailor he was a sailor he was a he was scientist everything okay he, yeah, was, he was everything he was like the human um swiss army knife that the x-men would team up with he was doing it all he was an astronaut i think at some point too. Yeah, he, he did fucking doing it all. i remember yeah so that like i <laughs> when i saw that i was like oh nice that's fun like but again it also plays into the this is basically a fan fiction of x-men story yeah. these are these are nerds for x-men which we can relate to we can relate <laughs> um so in the gymnasium scene it's it's buddy and gimmick what's carmen carmen was their name mm. oh yeah i'm using their superhero names i'm not gonna remember yeah so names. buddy and buddy and carmen are basically discussing going to a dazzler concert which i think is really fun and getting the new album and really like jamming out to the different songs when some kids behind them are like if you like dazzler you're a mutant lover they're trying to take over the world they like being kind of bigoted toward mutants yeah but he stands up puts him in his place and stands up for mutant rights and you think well yeah because buddy's secretly a mutant right like that's that's why he's doing it obviously um, obviously um and carmen and they eventually go away they they step down and then we get into a long a long thing <laughs> of of buddy both being in love with carmen and the person who's angel whose name i don't gabe i think mm -hmm. i think so so yeah basically it's a now again a thing about not being able to like now her narration is more like self-discovery in the sense of i have these conflicted feelings for both of my best friends i i you know i'm attracted and love them both and now pause for a second because this is where also the art is good and bad like there's oh. really nice art but like yeah. the first half of the book i did not like the art no but the second half basically everything starting at the gymnasium scene i think is really good art i i agree i think i, yeah, I was not really pleased with the way the x-men themselves were drawn i didn't know like, oh, it's weirdly skinny yeah like everything was weird um so yeah then the the kids play basketball i don't know i don't really know what happens some kids same like, yeah like i kind of felt like i was buzzing out like some kid came back from being yeah. hurt yeah some kid came back and i guess on from the verge of death they were like made it seem like and now all of a sudden he's like much stronger than he was before i think they're alluding to yeah um because he almost concusses fucking uh gabe uh yeah the art's way better than the second half i don't know what really happened is. there and i think it's just the same artist 
Yeah, no, I looked up the same artist. Okay. Um, so the book ends, our story ends with Buddy packing their belongings, kissing their father goodbye, narrating that this is something we have to do. We have to go to Krakoa. Like basically saying we have to go to Krakoa. We have to be who we are. The gang meets them. They're all in there. They're not dressed yet. They take the subway to the Manhattan Gate, I think. No, Coney Island Gate. Um, they take the, they, so that would be the the Q train? I don't know. I haven't been in New York in many years. <laughs> anyway, they take the train out to Coney Island and get in their gear. They, they transition into their X-Men personas. Yep. And they attempt to go through the gate, but they can't because they're not mutants. What? They're not mutants? They're not mutants. So immediately when I was done with this book, I thought this is going to be tough to talk about because we like to go deep dive into what these books mean. And this book does have a very substantial meaning to it. Oh, yeah. But... I look at it and go, well, you're not fucking mutants. That's what it is. But now you're putting the question of, well, they identify as mutants. Yeah. Shouldn't that be equally ac- accepted? And then well, what happens to me in my liberal world, as much as I usually identify as liberal, I don't always agree with every liberal belief. I have trans people in my life. I think trans people should be accepted and loved like everyone else. But that's a different issue than what this is. And then people go, well, is it? Like, it becomes a really slippery slope. And I mentioned to you, you didn't even know what, it, what I was talking about. Some people have come to me and said, well, do you also believe in transracial? And I'm like, fuck no, I don't. That's totally different. And they're like, well, how is it different? Someone believes they're Black, and they get surgery to make themselves look darker. Aren't that, is that the same thing? And I say, no, it's not. I personally believe that if you're saying you're transracial, you're also assuming the personality traits of someone who's african-american when it's not that easy to quantify that i think that's racist yeah, in itself that becomes racist yeah, yeah in you, itself. You're, but someone you're... could have the same argument for being trans in the sense of gender and it becomes a really difficult I, conversation <laughs> i honestly i heard a really good argument for why they're not the same and i can't remember what it was now i'd love to hear but, it because i i don't see them as the same but a lot they're of people not. say they're, and i don't need accept I, all of it it's it's not it's, it's, not it's, it's a slippery slope. It's, it's, it's not, weird because a yeah. lot of people will easily go, well, if you're saying that's who you are, well, people are born with a penis or a vagina. Like you're born with the parts that make you, in society's view, a man or a woman. Like it's, and then there's people who are non-binary who I've mm-hmm. even seen, I've learned about kind of a weird subculture of like people who are non-binary that hate people who are trans because they shouldn't limit themselves. And it's like, well, you can't tell someone how to view themselves you're just as bad as someone else telling you how to view yourself like it becomes weird chamber of everyone of different beliefs hating each other <laughs> yes there is a lot and again this is from an outside perspective yeah there's two straight men um but they're from they from what i yes from what i hear from my friends who are in the community there yeah. does seem to be a lot of um infighting and in yeah in not like not accept like not accepting of like somebody else's identifications and 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 feelings i know multiple gay people who don't understand trans people interesting and then i've met non-binary people 
who don't, in their own words, don't respect trans people because in their view, they're limiting themselves. And I'm the guy, the straight guy in the middle going like, who gives a fuck? Do what makes you happy. Like, yeah. Well, they don't respect me. And it's like, well, you can't also expect that. Like, there's a joke by uh, Dave Chappelle that a lot of his stuff lately I haven't liked, especially when he kind of attacks trans people lately. I don't like that. Yeah, he's yeah, that's pretty he's been he's been going out slope a little bit too much where it's like everything's cancel culture. Give me millions to keep making jokes. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Um, he made a joke one time where a lot of people in the uh, LGBTQ community expect everything right now. And his joke usually leads up to Jim Crow was 30 years ago. I was called a nigga last week. It doesn't change. Like you can't expect people to accept you. You just have to live your life yeah. and accept yourself. And I kind of live by that. Like, of course, you should fight for change. 110% should fight for change. Mm -hmm. But I, as a black man, am not going to go to Mississippi and be like, hey, you all love me, right? And then get offended when they don't love me because it's not that's not reality. I hear what you're saying, but in your story, you went to Mississippi. What about the black, your like the black people who are there and like that's their only choice is to be there. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. No, I, I acknowledge that I mean? like, too. That's, I'm saying for me, it, like as an outsider, yeah. jumping in a situation and then being mad that I'm not accepted. It's like, well, you have to sometimes live, like fight for it, but also be realistic. I think. Yeah, if that makes any sense. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying, but I. I I yeah, never stop fighting for it. Absolutely, hundred percent. And when it comes to the terms of this book, let's get back a little more to the book. Now we're gonna have a story. I don't know if it's a limited series or it's supposed to be a continuing series, but we have to now feel sympathetic for characters who are not mutants but identify as mutants. And then we have to see eventually see how the mutants handle these people. Because I've already seen people online say, "What's the difference between these five characters and the X Men cult people?" Because they glorify something they are not. They are not mutants. That's what it is. They have tech. I, they're not. They're not glorifying it. They are. A, they truly feel that they are. They just don't have the power. Like, they're not like worshiping the. They. They. Yeah. True. They, yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's the difference. The difference is that they identify as something. They feel that they are something that their body is not allowing them to be. Yeah. And that is not the same as those crazy ex cult people. True. Now, it's just, again, maybe because we're, you know, obviously not trans or in that community. Like, I look at these characters, I'm like, yeah, that sucks. But also, you're not a mutant, so whatever. I, I am. It's weird, right? <laughs> I need to, I feel like I need to sit with this question, honestly, like, of where I come down on trans mutant. Right? Which, like, like it, I guess, it's a like, tough it, thing. Sorry, I, go ahead. No, no, sorry. Oh, well, I was like, because like, again, I have trans friends. I've seen some of my trans friends go through the struggle mm -hmm. of like being accepted and accepting themselves and like ones that haven't gotten their, their surgery yet and how yeah. much it pains them until they get their surgery. I've seen the joy on their face when they actually get their surgery and become fully what they feel they are. And I, mm -hmm. I, that means so much to me. I, I love that. And if they can get something out of this book and see themselves in this book, that's great. Oh, they sh yeah. This is, I'm so fucking glad that this yes. book exists. I think it's but, it's a fucking great discussion. It's a great discussion. But then on the other side of the coin, I do as like my geek brain maybe, or just my maybe cis brain, I go, well, too bad. You're not a mutant. So whatever. <laughs> like, move on. I mean, obvi 
obviously that's where I like naturally come down on, which is why I like kind of keep getting taken aback by myself because like I did re- keep referring to them as like cosplayers, but like, yeah, because that's what it feels like. They but that, have, you know, Cyclops and Gambit and, and Archangel. I, uh, yeah. And, and I'll, and I'll stick to that because like, I, I agree that they identify as mutants I will, I, I can, I can see how they like, I, I get that. My, my mind understands that, but they're not dressing like, I mean, I get like, they're not transitioning into their own mutants. They're like copying mutants they see on TV. Yeah. That's literally cosplay. <laughs> which, which is cosplay. But I also understand that it's the only reference they have to mutants. So that is naturally what they're going to do. But anyway. It's it's a tough conversation. It's it makes these characters. I don't want to use the. I was gonna say weird, but not weird. Just it puts as a reader, especially someone who's not in that community, it puts you in a weird position of like I don't know how to be empathetic to these characters because oh, I, I, I can like, I, I feel I, empathy. I, I feel empathy, but I don't. I can't relate to these characters because I'm not in that community. I feel like yeah, which is one like what have we always said on this like not everything's for us you know what i mean like absolutely yeah yeah like i've had people like you know watch a movie like let's say i don't know 12 years a slave and obviously it's gonna hit me harder than it hits the white person next to me you know or like there are scenes that made me cry in black panther because it was such a beautifully done movie and it's a whole black cast and that means a lot to me yeah while other people are eating popcorn and you know enjoying the movie yeah so and, like it's and going it's, wakanda forever yes yeah, yeah. um but like it's and for it's me so as a white like, person I, i've been fortunate enough to get to relate to everything in pop culture yeah. so yeah i understand i've had so, my time i don't need yeah, to exactly. <laughs> what wait aren't you not mad that the next new character of whatever movie is a woman no i don't give a fuck what cancel I, culture gone mad i think it's on a side note i if I hear one more asshole say cancel culture, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. I, it's not real. It's not fucking real. I did lose my mind on a family member recently who said something about cancel culture. Well, I, at work, a guy was like, hey, did you hear that canceling Dr. Seuss? And I had to stop and be like, dude, the people who own the estate said these four books are racist. Did you actually look at the books? They're racist, and there's still hundreds of Dr. Seuss books that you can still get. And guess what? Before today, you didn't give a shit about Dr. Seuss books. No, so, like, you certainly didn't, off. and you certainly didn't get a shit about the ones that are being quote unquote canceled. Yeah, and yeah. No, if, if they talk about on Fox News, they conveniently never show pictures of the no, ones they don't, that are yeah. being canceled. They talk about the ones that aren't. <laughs> exactly, and they quote the ones that aren't too. Like the senators yeah. get out and start reading Green Eggs and Ham and shit. Like no, like, read the one that has Asian people as yeah. yellow and then wearing hats, or black people as monkeys wearing grass skirts. Like yeah. show that one then if yeah. you want to defend it. Show it. Yeah, if, if like, it's <laughs> so, if it's so part of our, of your history of your childhood, then show it. You know, yeah. like. You, you and every fucking celebrity so is like, oh, cancel culture. I can't make jokes anymore. Yeah, you can. And you're still doing it. Joe Rogan still has a fucking podcast. Nobody's, when, can, nobody's canceled. No, no one. Literally, everyone's canceled will go on their Twitter or on their TV show and talk about being canceled. That's kind of ironic. Mm-hmm. Gina Carano was fired because she said dumb shit. She was given a chance to make up for it, said no. And Disney's like, well, bye. Like any job, if you go to work and say, hey, yes. Let's compare my struggle to Jews while your boss is Jewish and then say, hey, apologize. And you say, no, you're getting fired. Yeah. That's just a consequence. 
that's a consequence for being a fucking racist yeah so we're big that's, that's my uh that's my soapbox today that's my two sides of nick i guess i don't know <laughs> yeah no i i yeah this is gonna be a this is going to be a book I both enjoy and don't enjoy because like, like I said, it's not for me, I, like age range or yeah, so true. story. You know what I mean? Like, so like, I don't really like from like a story wise, I'm just like, Meh, it's fine. Yeah. On a purely story basis and art basis, what the comic is, I kind of felt mad. Like I mentioned before, the art to me shifted better halfway through, yeah. but this is your first issue. You need to be coming in strong, the yeah. full issue. And it, then the writing and pacing was weird. Like, yeah. you know what? Again, Snyder Cut reference. Um, this could have been edited nicely and made a little tighter and been yeah. a lot better. <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah. It's, it, scenes hung around much longer than they needed to. Like, the I fight scene the alone, the fight scene alone that took up like the first, what, four pages. Yeah was like dude that could have been too big like i get that you're and, trying to say that these kids are bad at this but like yeah. then start mid-fight or something you know and i don't mean? think it should have been mutants or characters that used to be mutants it could have just been bank robbers because we now know there's a process for human characters that were mutants to get their powers back yeah but that process is they have to go get themselves killed and they don't want to do it well you know shit happens so Shit. there are rob, rob banks and almost get killed every day. Yeah, because like, they're bad guys. <laughs> In their heart, they're bad guys. And they know if they get resurrected, then they got to live on Krakoa and be all fucking lovey-dovey and shit. And they don't want to do it. If Omega Red can do it, they can do it. You know what? Fuck them. <laughs> That's know. our review of the book. Fuck Omega Red. Fuck Omega Red. Fuck those bank robbers. I am excited eventually. The kids are okay. I mean, gonna have to, yeah, the, they have to find out like i want to see the reaction of mutants saying well we identify as mutants except us like yeah. how are they going to react to that i could see certain characters going one way and characters oh, yeah. another going a totally another way and that leads oh, to yeah. a really great discussion but yeah, in terms I... of these characters and this universe and this world it's hard for me to again not always sort of sympathize but like i guess just care in like yeah, an entertainment sense not exactly. in like a that's why I, I kept hesitating to say care too but yes yeah. in, like in a story way not in like a metaphor way or not what like not what it's yeah yeah no not the deeper story but like the surface level story i'm just like i don't give a shit what these kids are doing in high school i don't give a shit what happened to this basketball player who almost died and now he seems stronger like i don't give a damn about that mystery nothing's yeah. grabbing me you exactly. know what i mean like exactly the only thing grabbing me is how is Krakoa going to respond to trans mutants? Yeah. And um, and because of that, this is the first book. I'm not giving it X's. I'm going to wait to give it X's. Yeah, that's a good call. I'm not going to give it X's either. Yes, we're not going to get X's. We're going to wait to see the let the story play out because this is very different territory for our yeah. podcast and for this Dawn of X, Age of X storyline. Yeah. Yeah. Based on the subject matter, I think it's it's fair to like not just jump into a conclusion about the story. Yeah. And also, if you are a trans listener, <clears throat> sorry if we offended you at all. Oh, God. Thank you for yes, listening. I'm so sorry. And please contact us if we're being ignorant about any topic or any of your opinions. If you're a trans listener, we'd love to hear your, your take on this book. If yeah, you well, love it, if you hate it, if it really spoke to you, please talk. come out and talk to us. We'd love to hear from you guys. I mean, you are. Yeah. No, seriously. Yeah. If if we've done anything or said anything or in any way could be enlightened, 
Yeah, by, by your experience. I mean, obviously we could be enlightened, but if you want to enlighten us on your experience, please, where can they do so? You can find me at Madman3005. Where can and they find you? You can find me lurking around on Twitter from time to time. I'm at Xbrarian. That's librarian without the X or L. I don't know. Wait, no, no. Let's try that again. <laughs> Libra- it's Xbrarian, but there's no X, so you figure it out. <laughs> yeah, and we know what we didn't do. We didn't talk about the actual Marvel show that came out, the Falcon. Well, it has nothing to do with mutants, so I wasn't gonna bring it up. Oh, but Justice League does. Well, because we talked about it last week. That's if you want, if you want to do a quick thing about it, we can. Um, I liked it because it. It well, here's the thing. This so show feels like it's gonna. It's the first act of a movie. It's a six-hour movie essentially. It's yeah. only six parts. Each one's an hour. But I like that it stayed grounded. Oh, I did see to, this too. Yeah, it, it's kind of showing us who these characters are as men before as superheroes like what's bucky dealing with in his life right yeah. now post the blip what's falcon dealing with like we never met his family or yeah. his personal life i really like that aspect and for me as a, as a black man falcon's life felt like a black experience i really liked yeah, it, it felt like a genuine black experience yeah it did and seeing Bucky go through his list and try and figure out how to make amends for terrible things he did, even though it wasn't, you know, he's under mind control, still. he still did it. He still did it. And, and now he still like, knows it. You know what I mean? Like he yeah. remembers it. It's there in his brain. Yeah. So that, that was really sad. And I'm, I'm excited to see where, where it goes. And the idea that like Falcon's like, you know what? I'm just going to return the shield. It's going to be in a museum where it belongs. And like the next fucking day, white politicians like, hey, guess what? We got a new guy. Yeah. <laughs> Here's John Walker, U.S. agent. Yeah, I am so glad that happened because honestly, the thing that really turned me off at the beginning of the show was like just how pro-military it was again. Like I was like, oh, cool. We're just, everything's great in the middle. Like I did not like that Falcon was basically a mercenary for the government. Like it just all felt like a fucking army ad. You know what I mean? Like I've seen people say that, but like, especially in marvel they've openly said like you can't always trust the government that was the whole premise of winter soldier and civil war i know but that's why i'm like why is he doing yeah and again it immediately showed that you still can't trust them and that's why i'm glad that happened i'm glad he got to remember that what he did was dumb yeah and i don't know if i don't know how much captain america knowledge you have in the comics but i got uh, a few torres the guy falcon was working with Mm mm-hmm no, I don't in the know comics, anymore. yeah. In the comics, when Falcon becomes Captain America in an amazing Rick Remander Nick Spencer run, in the comics, Torres becomes the new Falcon while he's Captain America. Oh, dope. That's cool. So I hope they've used that in some way. Could be, yeah. And um, it's yeah, it's really interesting. Like, I don't know how much you know about John Walker, the new Captain America. I don't know jack shit about that guy. In the comics, he becomes US agent, but he was Captain America when oh. Steve Rogers became Nomad. When he left the country and became nomad. Oh, okay. I remember so, um, the other. I remember the other name. I don't. Yeah, I so never knew. I the don't character. know how they're gonna play this. It could get very political very fast because John Walker is known for being like a hyper conservative, hyper militaristic guy, and they already said they're gonna touch on the fact about. Um, do you know the name Isaiah Cassidy? No. So not. Oof, I can't remember his name now. It's Isaiah something else. Sorry, but he was the first Captain America. Basically, before. They tested on Steve Rogers. They took 300 black soldiers and oh. tested on them first, and 299 of them died. And then the other one became Captain America for a little bit, 
and then he went into hiding and then his son becomes what's called a character named patriot because his blood still has like the serum in his blood but they mentioned they're gonna touch on that character and that's a whole can of worms holy fuck oh my god when did that when did that story come out um i want to say early 2000s by jeff Loeb. interesting i missed that completely Holy it's a God. really really good story i, I think I, I got his name wrong it's isaiah something else but you know the character patriot from young avengers yes that's bit. his grandfather that's why patriot has powers oh 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 okay okay yeah and allegedly patriot might be in this too because they're kind of building low-key young avengers teams lately but um yeah no i like the show i like where they're going with it i'm just not worried because you know it's gonna be fun for me to watch but i could totally see some people losing their mind when they touch on like hey government is a little racist and we have a history of racism in the government and also they did some mess up stuff to black people in the military and i would love a debate between falcon and, and winter soldier about like you don't get the black experience because you were frozen for all those that'd be a fun that'd be a fun debate i think if he comes characters. back and be like but I lived in Wakanda. I hope I hope Falcon just slaps him across the face. Hey, I love you people. What? what? I lived with you people. Off. What? I went back to the motherland. I was peaceful for five months, and then they took one of us has an one of us has an arm actually made in Africa. <laughs> but yeah, I, I enjoy. It. I'm excited for next week. But I think this would actually have been one of the shows that might play out better in just one long viewing like binging it all together because i felt like the first act of a movie yeah i agree and it's all one director too oh cool yeah which i like it'll be consistent yeah consistent uh filmography kind of thing yeah yeah cinematography I sorry i enjoyed it i enjoyed it and i love captain america i love he's, he's probably my favorite marvel character captain america sure. I, I like a lot of his runs by ed brubaker and rick commander mm-hmm. and nick spencer and he has a lot of great runs. One of my first comics I ever had was by um, Dan Jurgens' Captain America run. Oh, wow. Where he fought a character named Hatemonger, who's essentially a clan member. Like, he has oh, a hood, yeah, yeah. and he, he worships Nazis. Like, he's essentially just a clan member. And, like, one of the first comics I ever had was Captain America beating up a clan member, oh, which I loved. So that's fucking I still awesome. have it to this day. I still have it somewhere in my closet. That's awesome. Yeah, I always go back and forth between who my favorite Marvel character is. Between Spider-Man and Daredevil those like one of those two is my favorite and i don't, don't i know. have a book for you actually i have the first trade and i accidentally got two so i have the first trade of the newest daredevil run that i was oh, talking dope. about by yeah. chip Zdarsky. yeah cool so I'll I'll I, I just started it and it's really good i'll, I'll give you a, my other copy yeah yeah i would yeah those are my two favorites man like yeah. they're pretty much tied like they they meant a lot to me growing up so did that's X-Men, our marvel like, talk i mean obviously so did x-men x-men is like yeah, my favorite yeah. but x-men is not a marvel character but like i love all the x-men yeah definitely anyway guys thank you for listening to two heterosexual men talk about things we probably shouldn't be talking about but you know we can all talk that's how life progresses when we all talk about issues and be honest with ourselves and each other and learn from each other that's how we move forward as a community as a society that's my soapbox anywho I've been Nick, this guy's Josh, and we will see you next time, next time, next time.